It's about time I got here. Let's close these curtains. Yeah, there we go. Well, I think I should uh, print my notes. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm late. I know, I know. I know, I know. <laughs> it's the best ever start from the best ever show of all time. So you know what I was doing? I was uh, desperately looking through the news to see if there was any. But there wasn't any. No, the sip is upcoming. I'm waiting for my notes. It's got to be in the right order. It's all got to be in the right order. Yeah, we're going to have a small, small crowd here today. Now, let's see if we can get back on track. There we go. Good morning, everybody. And welcome to the highlight of civilization itself. Coffee with Scott Adams. It's going to be a, a weird one today, because it turns out there was no news. I know. Every once in a while you wake up and, oh, uh, there's no news. But we do have the simultaneous sip, and that's going to make you feel great. And all you need is a copper bunker, glass, a tanker, chalice, a canteen, jug, or flask, a vessel of any kind. Fill it with your favorite liquid. I like coffee. And join me now for the unparalleled pleasure of the dopamine here of the day, the thing that makes everything better. It's called the simultaneous sip. Happens now. Go. It's okay, Jen. I made it. I know you were getting nervous. Let me tell you, when I looked at the uh, clock and I saw it was already a minute too late before I'd even started signing on, I said to myself, I've, I've let you down. But watch me make up for it by the finest content you've ever seen in your life. Uh, three Kremlin uh, generals got fired. Did that happen today? Well, I didn't see it. So I started writing my... Uh, oh, God, I'm going to sneeze. No, use my technique. I'm mentally sneezing. And gone. <laughs> you know what's funny? Is I, I literally cured the sneeze. I'll never get credit for that. <laughs> if you're not aware of the technique, if you have to sneeze, just imagine you're sneezing. Just visualize yourself actually sneezing. It takes away the physical sneeze. I just did it in front of you. I, I, had, a, I had a sneeze coming that there was no way I was going to stop, and I just used my technique and just totally went away. <laughs> if, you, if you haven't tried it, it'll freak you out. It'll totally freak you out that it works. Yeah, you can see the other people. They, people have tried it. It does work. I mean, seriously. Why is that not on my Wikipedia page? I cured... The sneeze. Well, I'm not making that up. I actually cured the common sneeze. <laughs> that, that should be on my, my primary accomplishment in my whole life. Yes. Well, okay, cured. Maybe cured is a strong word. I like it anyway. All right, anyway. 
You all know about this ESG stuff that's uh, hitting corporations, the environment and social something and governance. But anyway, it's the uh, it's the uh, UN trying to make corporations better citizens in their opinions. So they've got this little way of rating them, and there are these independent agencies that rate companies, etc. And um, so on, I think September 12th is the, a week of Dilbert mocking that. But I think I might do another week. I feel like it needs two weeks of mocking. And, and I thought that the first week I didn't really land the punch I wanted to. I need at least one of these ESG jokes to be super viral. And I didn't quite hit it on the first week. But you'll see those anyway. Um, what do you think? Do you think I can get rid of ESG? I think I can. But you have to give me till the end of the year to mock it out of existence. If you're a CEO and you're all in on ESG, um, it probably means because you are coincidentally doing all that stuff anyway. I've got a feeling that the only people who support it are the ones who get good grades <laughs> for doing the things that they were going to do anyway. Um, I understand Trump has a new haircut. So I saw some still photos. Is that true? Did you see Trump has a new haircut? I mean, I wasn't sure if I was seeing it right. Um, it means he's running. It probably does mean he's running. But uh, do critical race theory? Let me do one thing at a time here. All right. Anyway, um, his, uh, his new haircut looks good, actually, if that's what he was, if that's really real. And what did his critics say about his new haircut? Just take a guess. Just a wild guess what Trump's critics said about his haircut. It looks exactly like Hitler's haircut. <laughs> That's right. They actually turned his haircut into a, a Hitler reference. So it doesn't take much. Um, how many of you would agree with the statement that Biden now has solid victories, accomplishments? How many of you... And when you say accomplishments, it's for his base, right? No fair saying you don't like them. That's different. But did he accomplish a number of things that his base is happy about? I would say he has. I would say he has. I don't, you know, at this point, Democratic uh, majority, it looks like they got some stuff that they wanted. And they didn't get nearly as much as they wanted, which suggests that the system is working. Now, personally, I kind of like a system that goes back and forth between Democrats and Republicans. Is there anybody else who appreciates that that gets us to a better place? Even when we, you know, we don't like what the other side does, whatever side that is for you. But... I really like the fact that one side doesn't get to run too long before the other side corrects it. I feel like that's healthy. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, to me, I'm, I'm watching a system work exactly the way I want it to. I'm seeing some votes that maybe I would not have supported, but 
that's the way it works. I mean, I'm not supposed to be delighted with everything that the government does. Sometimes other people get to be delighted. Maybe this time it's their turn. And, you know, if, if the country doesn't like that, oh well. <laughs> Let me tell you another uh, controversial opinion that I have. If there's a close election, let's say for president, and one side just barely wins, just barely wins, and then they, they get their way, but even though they just barely won, I'm okay with that, even if I don't like the stuff. I mean, I'd have to like, dislike it a lot to you know, change my mind. But I feel like that if, if, even if I think that my side might have won if the election had been audited, eh, I, I can't get too angry about the majority of the country getting what they want in, in a system which I support, which is you know, a democratic republic kind of a system. I know. I, I, have a, I have a tough time getting too worked up about the country getting what it wanted with a system that we all supported. We can complain because that's, part, that's who we are, but uh, overall, it's not the worst thing in the world. Um, I just realized that this large climate bill, the climate slash inflation bill, that now they're turning into a climate bill. <laughs> have you seen that the, uh, the Democrat-leaning pundits have stopped saying it's an inflation bill because it's just such a lie. And now it's a climate bill. But apparently the largest climate bill in history has no support for new nuclear plants. It's supposed to be neutral on what it um, supports, right? The whole point was to make it energy neutral, not, not loving solar by hating coal and gas. But obviously, they're hating on new nuclear plants because there's nothing in there to, to make them happen. <clears throat> so it looks to me like Democrats have uh, snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. I would say the only thing that could have saved us climate-wise was an aggressive push to nuclear plants. And it's the only thing they left out. The only thing that I think would have worked to address climate change is an aggressive stance to build new nuclear power plants, and it's not in the plan at all. At all. I think there's some stuff for keeping existing ones open, but that's not nearly enough. So I would say that um, on a policy basis, uh, an obvious failure. Obvious failure. So I think if you leave out the most obvious solution to climate change, you'd have to say it's the biggest failure in climate legislative history. Is that too strong? If you take the Democrats' view that there's an emergency, um, how do you leave out the only solution? The only solution is nuclear. And I even think that Elon Musk would agree with that. Uh, I'd love to hear his opinion, but you know, Elon Musk has said we could get all the power we want with a certain amount of solar panels plus batteries. But I think he's still pro-nuclear. Is he not? I'd love to hear his opinion, because to me this looks like the biggest climate failure of all time. Because I don't think we're going to get another chance to do something this big that addresses climate. And if you waste your one shot and you don't even line up the target that's the main target, which is doing something about the climate because... 
and nuclear being the main, main way you can deal with it. All right. Well, so big victory politically, but a gigantic defeat for the planet, and I would say it dooms us to certain annihilation. We're doomed to certain annihilation according to the Democrats' own plan, um, unless that, those solar panels get a lot better. So I chanced upon a piece of content on the television device that I recommend. Uh, I was quite surprised. So apparently uh, Newt Gingrich, is, he's got some kind of production company, and there's a, uh, I guess I call it a documentary, on George Washington. Didn't you think you knew everything you needed to know about George Washington? I felt like I learned some stuff that was actually just really interesting. And I recommend it. So I'm only halfway, I'm only halfway through and I already recommend it. It's, it's good enough. So if you like your American history, which I do, and you like your stories about the founders, this is a really good one. I thought, I thought Newt did a real good job and his people. So uh, Newt's actually, he narrates part of it, as does... Uh, Callista, I believe is her name. So uh, check it out. Check it out. If, if you like interesting stories about the founders, there's some real good stuff there about Washington. Um, well, there's practically no news today, is there? <laughs> it's like almost no news. Uh, Rasmussen had a poll. Um, and 56% of likely U.S. voters believe every state should require that ballots be immediately available for a bipartisan review after the election. So uh, well over, well, 56% of voters would like to be able to immediately have a bipartisan review, or I guess you could call it an audit, immediately after the election. How many people would be against the ability to audit an election immediately. Like, who? Just a guess. How did you do that again? I, I have the smartest viewers. I just throw out a random question and you all get the right answer. Yeah, it's 23%, but you were very close. A lot of you guessed 25%. Yeah, about a quarter of the public does not want to be able to find out if the election was uh, fraudulent or not. <laughs> okay, <laughs> about, a, about a quarter of the people don't, don't care if the election was fraudulent or not. Don't need to check that. All right. Um, in the next 10 minutes, some of you are going to say, damn it, Scott, we thought you were done talking about vaccinations. Is everybody who's watching me smart enough to understand the following nuance? I don't give a fuck about your vaccination. I don't care if you're vaccinated. I don't care if you're a goddamn pincushion. I don't care if the vaccination killed you. I don't care if it saved your life. I don't care if you jab yourself with it all day long. I don't care if you ignore it. But I do care if you understand how to analyze facts. Can, can we handle this? Is everybody adult enough that you can handle the fact I don't give a fuck about your vaccination status? I don't give a fuck about what you believe. The vaccination does or does not do. I don't give a fuck if you call it a shot or a jab or a vaccination. I don't give a fuck 
if you're mad that they said it would prevent transmission, and it clearly doesn't. I don't give a fuck about any of that. I don't give a fuck about your blood clots. I don't give a fuck about your opinion about whether I got it. Are we clear on all that? Because the next thing, the next comment you're going to see is, I thought you were done talking about vaccinations, Scott. I'm fucking done about talking vaccinations. I'm only going to talk about how we analyze data, okay? The vaccinations will just be the canvas. So Stan Hazen shows me these uh, statistics, and he says that uh, uh, basically he shows that uh, the more shots you got, uh, the more likely you're going to die. So the, the greatest number of deaths are among the people who got the most shots. And so all right, it proves that Stan doesn't know how to uh, look at data because obviously the people who believe they're at the greatest risk get the most vaccinations, right? So obviously, whether these shots or vaccinations or jabs, whatever you want to call them, whether they worked or did not work, you would see the same data. It would look, it would look the same, whether they worked or did not work in terms of protecting you from dying or getting seriously ill. So that's the first thing. You cannot tell anything by looking at the number of people who died based on their vaccination status. It tells you nothing. The only thing you could know is if you could isolate the people with the exact same conditions. Let's say the people who have four comorbidities or whatever, and the people of a certain age, and, and maybe even gender, and maybe even ethnicity. So you've corrected for as many variables as you can. Once you've corrected for all of the variables, it might tell you something. But it doesn't tell you something at all until you've corrected for all those variables. So again, did I have a conversation to you about vaccinations? Did that just happen? No, it didn't fucking happen. There was nothing in this conversation about vaccinations. It was just the context for analyzing correlation versus causation. I asked this, uh, this Twitter poll just to find out how many people are deeply in cognitive dissonance. Scott is finally waking up. Um, on locals, on locals, I'm going to give you one warning. The next time you fucking tell me I'm just waking up, I'm going to kick you off the platform. Now, I know it's a subscription platform, but that's not allowed. I'm telling you that's my limit. If you tell me that I'm waking up when my opinion is exactly the fucking same as it's always been, I'm going to ban you from the subscription platform. Right? Now, I've never banned anybody from locals before, but that's fucking over the line. Right? Don't, don't mischaracterize my opinion in front of other people. Right? You can do it by yourself all day long. But don't do it in public, not right in front of me. Don't mischaracterize my opinion right in front of me, in public. I will ban your ass from even a subscription service. Right? Um, <laughs> am I having a rough, rough morning based on uh, low news? Uh, maybe. Anyway, so I asked uh, this question. If you knew, and this is the key part, if you knew that a shot had a strong chance of minimizing your illness and maximizing your survivability, but had no impact on transmission, so you knew it wouldn't stop people from getting it, it wouldn't stop you from getting it, 
But you did know, and remember, this is hypothetical because nobody knows anything. Nobody knows anything. So it's purely hypothetical. If you could know, if you could know, which you can't, but if you could know that it would uh, keep you from getting sick, would you say it's useless or useful? And 30% said it's useless. Even the way I I limited the question, 30% of the people were not willing to admit that if something's useful, it's useful. Think about that. I basically said, here's another way I could have said the, the question. If something is useful, is it useful? 30% said no. 30% said if something's useful, it's not useful. Because they needed to be right, right? Which is what I was trying to discover. Again, it's not about vaccinations, right? This is, has nothing to do with vaccinations. It's just, can you think? Can you handle a hypothetical question? Because people keep telling me that it's useless. And then in the arguments, people said, but, 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 but you don't know. Exactly. You don't know. But if you did know. <laughs> and, and somehow people can't handle if you did know. It's like too hard. What's wrong with that? I don't know. Um, did you hear that there's a huge spike in deaths uh, in all categories of people? and not COVID-related. In other words, it's not just COVID deaths, but there's allegedly, and I, by the way, I don't believe this is necessarily true, but there's at least one insurance company and one expert who claims to see some, claims to have seen some military data. Excuse me. And allegedly, <clears throat> allegedly, people in all categories are dying at a higher rate. Now, what could explain that? Do you think that the only explanation is that the vaccinations themselves, which you call shots, are killing people? Is that the only explanation? Or is it even the best explanation? What do you think? Could be. But we would agree it could be, right? So we can't rule it out. Here are the other things you can't rule out. You can't rule out long covid because how many of those people who died had COVID? And you know, maybe they got over it, maybe they didn't have any antibodies, but maybe they had some long COVID. I don't know. I don't even know if long COVID is real. Again, it's stuff we don't know. Uh, I'm seeing a good, a good idea here in the comments. How do you know it wasn't climate change? Ah, ah, that was a pretty good comment, by the way. It wasn't mine. I wish I'd said it. Why, why is this not climate change? Huh? Huh? If everything else that's bad is driven by climate change, why isn't this too? Okay, it's probably not. Here's another possibility. Have you walked outside and looked around at all? At people? Do people look a little bit different than they used to, say, two years ago? Have you noticed anything about people that looks different? How about people are 20 to 40 pounds heavier than they were two years ago? It's hugely obvious. No pun intended. Is it not obvious? When you walk walk outside, it's obvious, right? There's just been a gigantic increase in obesity. Could the increase in obesity, which one imagines crosses every demographic group and age, could that 
be related to life expectancies. Because obesity is one of the biggest variables in, in longevity. And so since we know one of the biggest levers for longevity has been moved a lot, why wouldn't we go to that as the obvious? Isn't huge weight gain the most obvious thing that's happening? Why It's not even in the option set? We're not even considering that possibility? All right, here's another thing that I'm getting pissed off about. <laughs> can we stipulate? Can we stipulate that 100% of the people who are smart enough to own a device that they could turn on and watch this thing, can we all stipulate that 100% of you know that the shots were presented as something that would stop transmission, but they do not? Can we all just stipulate that? Because if you keep telling me that over and over again, I don't know how many times I can agree with you. You're wearing me down. Can we just stop saying the obvious stuff? It's not a vaccination, it's a shot. Stop calling it a vaccination. We all know that. A hundred percent of the world knows that. There's not a fucking person in the world who doesn't know that the vaccinations are not vaccinations, really. So if I use the wrong word, can you let it go? (laughs) Can you let that go, maybe? Just let it slide a little bit? All right, and then there's people who said, Scott, your question was unfair because you did not include the risk of the shot itself. To which I say, that's correct. I did also not include the risk of long COVID or COVID itself. These are all unknowns. And uh, you all have to guess. We all have to guess because they're all unknowns. Let's just move on to the monkeypox people. You know, I cannot get excited about a national problem that I can avoid simply by not having a penis in my ass. Or vice versa, I guess. And I don't mean to be crude, but has there ever been a problem that's easier to avoid? Like, avoiding COVID was kind of hard. You didn't know where it was. It's like, where is this COVID? It could be anywhere. Where's the COVID hiding? I think there's some in the air. I don't know. But if you were to make a list of all the types of disasters... Let's make a list. Uh, we've, got, uh, we've got your hurricanes. Uh, we've got your climate change disasters. We've got your uh, fires, your nuclear wars. Uh, you've got your smaller, less nuclear wars. You've got your Ukraines. So we've got a, let's see, we've got uh, 700 really bad global problems. Uh, and then one of them is uh, monkeypox. Uh, could you check which of these national problems you would most like to, to have. Let's see, nuclear war? No, no, I don't want that. COVID, pan- no, I don't, do not want a COVID pandemic. Mm-mm, no, inflation, ah, ah, no, no inflation. Racism, ah, 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 get rid of that racism. I don't want that. Oh, hello, monkeypox. We'll read a little bit about you, uh, monkeypox. Well, if you get it, it looks it's pretty bad. Okay, that's bad. Uh, what would I have to do to avoid getting the monkeypox? Okay. Uh, do not put your erect penis inside a man's buttocks. I could do that. I could do that. Um, additionally, avoid 
uh, letting another man put his erect penis into your anal cavity. I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. This is my favorite disaster of all time. My God. Now, if I were gay, to be fair, this would be harder. I'm not sure I could avoid it entirely if I were gay, but since I'm not, uh, if I had to choose selfishly, I mean selfishly, I think I'd pick that one. So that's your sign of the golden age when you can avoid a global problem just by keeping stuff out of your ass, basically. All right. um, What else? God, there was just nothing happening today. Nothing happening. Rectum. (laughs) That's a joke. Uh... Shouldn't it be easy to avoid random partners? If, if the gay community just stayed monogamous for a month, would the whole problem go away? Now, you're probably not allowed to say that, right? Because that, that demonizes a group of people. Um, l- let me be as clear as possible. I'm not demonizing anybody. That would be a victim group. All right? If... if if men who have sex with men, as we like to say, if that's the group with the most impact, then I'm not demonizing them. I'm, I feel empathy because I wouldn't want to be in that group and have that risk. So I have empathy, but let's keep it in, in perspective. Yeah, it just it recognizes that some behaviors have more risk for this particular activity, our particular... What is, what is monkeypox? Is it a disease? What do you call it? What's the right word for monkeypox? A condition? A disease? A virus? You just call it a virus? An STD? An infection? All right, let's call it an infection. Well, yes, obviously it's a problem of... It's not a problem for monogamous couples. Yes, that's true. What do you think? What do you think about the fact that some states will ban abortions, and I guess Indiana has a pretty complete ban. Um, at the same time, it looks like it will be somewhat—I'm not going to say easy—but people who want abortions will probably be able to find resources for free to and then come back. Would you be happy if the only thing that happened to the abortion rate is that it became less convenient? Still the same amount of abortions. Would you be okay with that? I mean, would you say that that was a victory? Somebody says friction works. But is it the friction you want? Do you want the friction to be that the people least able to get an abortion are the ones who don't get it? Is that the friction you want in society? I don't know if that's a productive friction. It might, it might keep you know, more babies coming full term if that's, if that's your objective. Uh, oh, it's allowed for incessant rape and health. 
Are, are you saying that the Indiana law allows for those special cases? Is that true? Oh, okay. Well, that helps. You know, um, I try to stay out of the uh, abortion question because I'm a, I'm a man who does not have babies. Um, but I'll tell you one thing that uh, I can have a, a solid opinion on. Um, if I were if I were a woman, and if I got pregnant as a result of a rape, I would want to kill both the rapist and whatever was inside me. I, I'd want to kill that thing so badly, and I'd want to, I'd want it dead, like deader than dead. I wouldn't care that it was half me, but that's just me. That's just me. Yeah, and I uh, I'm not in the position of anybody who's in that who could have that risk. So you should, you should ignore my opinion. Can we all agree on that? Can we all agree that my speculative opinion of what I would do if I were in that condition should be ignored by all of you? It has no, has no impact on the real world. So I'm just saying that if somebody else had that opinion, uh, I would certainly respect it. I would respect it. But I would also respect anybody who makes a, a considered decision about abortion. You know, I, I, I feel like I would respect anybody who put real thought into it, wherever they come down. Uh, you're disappointed in my economics understanding. <laughs> I taught you about friction. You're just, you're just parroting back the things I, that I tell you. Uh, of course friction would, would give you less of it. Of course it would. But is, are you really going to see friction? Uh, imagine that you had these two worlds. Let's, let's take Indiana. One is that somebody gets pregnant, and let's say they're, um, the only way they can get an abortion is to figure it out themselves, right? They've got to go to wherever you get them, and you go get one. Now, let's say that changes to you have to take a bus ride for six hours, but somebody else is paying for it, and somebody else is holding your hand through the process. It wouldn't be worse. It wouldn't be worse. It might be an extra day or two, but for something that important, I don't know if the extra day or two would make that much difference to your planning. There would be some friction, so it would reduce the amount. You're right. Uh, they might not continue to do it. Don't know. Society will never value life if the most vulnerable among us isn't considered worthy of protection. Um, we already don't protect the. I mean, that's our normal situation. Is we don't protect the most vulnerable. Um, Stop using it as a birth control method, yeah. All right. I don't think there's anything else happening today. So um, I think I'm going to call it call it short, and we'll get to some other things, and get on with our day. Maybe I'll be less grumpy tomorrow. Bye for now. <laughs>